0: Hey guys, Allie Clifton from the Road and Podcast here. Since living in LA, it's taken me a couple years to find exactly what it is I am looking for in my home and lifestyle outside of work. So if you're like me, you want to change a pace and are ready to take the next step, the nerds at NerdWallet are here to help you make your dreams a reality. NerdWallet's team of nerds research hundreds of the top credit cards, mortgages, and more so you can easily compare and find what's right for you. Maybe you're looking for a change of pace, a home big enough for you and your family to grow with a basketball hoop up front so you can practice your three-point shot. NerdWallet can help you compare and find the smartest mortgage rate to get some room for you, your family, and your hoop dreams. Ready to compare your way there? Take the first step by discovering the smartest credit cards, mortgages, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NMLS 1617539.
1: You have played for some... Ridiculously amazing Hall of Fame coaches. Uh, and I always remember you, your screen. <laughs> that was payback for all the, the screens that I took. <laughs> your tri- screens were the worst.
0: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Welcome to this edition of Road Trip In with RJ and Channing, Richard Jefferson, Channing Fry. I'm your host, Ali Clifton, and our guest today is a five-time champ with the Los Angeles Lakers. He's the general manager, head coach of the Los Angeles Sparks, Derek Fisher. I must say that that probably was the easiest introduction having done tons of shows with D. Fish and introing him like that every single time on Spectrum Sports. Now when we talk about the Lakers. It's way too long, too,
2: too, too many syllables. Uh, <laughs> exactly. But
0: that said, Derek, how are you? I'm good.
2: Hey, see, how you doing this morning? You good? <laughs> good. We're excited RJ, out. C yeah. Fry. We got, you know, U of A in do? the building.
1: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, my bald brother yeah. is here.
3: What yeah. up, D? My bald, life skinned <laughs> brothers in the building. What's going on, hey, my see, man? Fry's still
2: hanging good though. He's solid up there.
1: Hey, oh, listen, no, this ain't going
3: nowhere. No grays yet either. Ooh, I don't know. See, this is the thing, he's seven listen, foot. Now, we Richard can't we can't see that we right, can't right, see right, that right. little circle.
1: Richard. <laughs> Well, i'm part indigenous richard this ain't going nowhere if i grew it out i would part have part indigenous luscious locks
3: you you should yeah see he's yeah he stopped using the term indian <laughs>
1: well as you should richard Good. no i'm just catch saying up I, I,
3: catch up with the times i'm just saying i remember it was like a week ago you referred to you got indian in your blood
1: <laughs> yeah yeah well i did 23 and me it's, it's indig- <laughs> It's different. All right,
3: all right.
0: Why did I come on here again? Yeah, Um, yeah. This is why it's taken so long to schedule this. Uh, Derek, let's start first with Coach Fisher, D. Fish. Uh, Let's start with uh, the WNBA, the draft, the Sparks. You're fresh off of that. Yeah. Big night for you guys. Yeah,
2: barely fresh off of that. It was was a long night um, (laughs) just finishing up, you know, connecting with players. And uh, we're excited. I mean, we we felt like we had a great offseason prior to the draft. So we didn't go into the draft with um, like really strong needs necessarily in terms of impacting our team this season. Uh, But we just wanted the opportunity to 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 be able to draft players that that uh, have a level of versatility in their game, uh, you know, in in the way they're built in terms of size, length uh, and being able to go left or right on the depth chart as as we continue to kind of build our team. So we felt like we got that accomplished. you know, last night and we're excited. Like it, it's, uh I thought the WNBA draft was the best that I've experienced since I've been in the W. I thought it was, it, the broadcast was quality, uh some of the features that they did on the players. Um So I thought it was a good night for the W overall, in addition to us having a good night.
1: My question is this, and maybe it's just me, but Liz is one of the most polarizing players in, in sports. And I'm not, I'm going to say like men's basketball, women's basketball, basketball, I'm a fan, Liz. (laughs) I'm a fan. She, you know, it's hard right for someone to be as outgoing as she is off the court as she is on, but as nice as she looks is as mean as she is when she plays. So what is she going to bring to the sparks and like, you know, getting that kind of attention, uh, how do you think she's going to fit in? Yeah, no, I think it's LA. a great
2: question. I, I, I think the fact that she came up first, um, that's what she's going to bring. <laughs> you know, like she just brings a level of, of recognition. When her name comes up, conversation starts, whether it's a basketball conversation, social media you know, conversation, something that she said that she feels strongly about. Um, and And when you're trying to grow something, right, like you need people to be aware of it. <laughs> Like you need people to know where to find it, right? Yeah. And, and so Liz automatically brings that like, oh yeah, I know her or I recognize her. I'm more curious yeah. or more interested in what she's doing, where she is, when her team plays, what she might say on an interview. Um, to me, those are all positive things. And then when you start to break down what she says, while you may not always agree with the messenger or you may have thoughts about her, when you really start to break down the message, She's not always as far out as people think. Like, she's she's really speaking truth to power in a lot of ways. Um, and that's just her. Like, from a basketball perspective, um, her size and, and length and, and her versatility as a player that can play on the block, but also is comfortable at the elbows, comfortable shooting the three, comfortable playing basketball. Um, that's, that's why we thought she was a, a unique yeah. fit. Cause the traditional centers, as you know, are even in the women's game, there are fewer and fewer of those. And so we didn't want to bring in a center that we felt like we were going to have to stop our game in order to play with her. Like we, she needed to be able to just play and she fits right. a lot of those things.
3: Uh, my my question about the WNBA, and it's funny because deep Fish, we understand this. Like in the NBA, there's 30 teams and you still find hidden yeah. gems. You know, Nikola Jokic is a, is a, it has a chance to be a two-time MVP. All the things that he's able to accomplish, he was a second-round pick. There's players that go undrafted. There's this and that. Well, the WNBA only has, you know, 12 right. teams, right? So when you look at that and you're like, how many players are there that could be elite, that could be great, that if they just got the opportunity. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about expansion, but I'm just saying, like, how difficult is it Or is it easier because you're like... We only have so many roster spots, so it's only the best of the best of the best. But I feel like there's probably some great players that slip through the cracks that if they were to be given an opportunity could be an all-star, could go on and be great. They just needed that opportunity. Is that harder, or does that make your job a little bit easier, uh, knowing that you're only kind of going for the top talent versus having to search and find for that? Yeah, I think initially
2: starting out, it was. Uh, I felt like it was easier because – it was really simple, right? Like you could, you can only have twelve players. Uh, we have a hard salary cap. You know, it. it you can only keep so many. <laughs> we can only spend this much. You know, very black and white. Uh, but at, at what I found is, as I've you know grown in the in the in the league and, and in this job, it is it's difficult um, to try and put a team together without being able to 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 look at a player. Not based off of like where she is today, but but having the time to be able to invest in her in her growth as a player, as a woman, as a person, and as we all know, right? Like you don't get the best of any player the first year, <laughs> right? Like you don't you're not gonna see the best of that yep. player until year three, four, five, six, seven. You know, maybe some even into if a if a uh, uh, on the on the men's side if a guy's drafted at 19, he may not really reach his full prime until 27, 28 when it all starts to click. And so in the W, it's yes, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's almost impossible. It's almost impossible to be able to roll the dice on a player. It's like you're you're forced to try to make a decision mm-hmm. based on where she is today and how she's going to be able to help you in one wow. or two years, not really like Seeing that projection of, you know, taking a player based off, which I don't know, we could argue about right on the in the NBA. It's a lot of potential and upside and, you know, wingspan yeah. and measurable things. We don't really know if he's going to be a good player, but he, he checks a lot of boxes. There's none of that really on the W It's starting to come in. Um, I thought some of the selections last night um, teams are thinking about where they're going to be in a few years. Uh, but it's it, it is it's hard, man. Um, the expansion conversation, the roster spot conversation, like, I think it's, it's hard to think about, even though it's the right thing to do, right? There should be more jobs. There need to be more teams. But I, I also believe we have to get this right, what we're doing now, and, and, and then, you know, kind of branch out more. And that, that may not be the popular answer, but the 12 teams we have now, like we have to continue to do a better job of servicing our players, making sure this is the best league in the world. When anybody turns on and watches it, they should feel like they're watching great basketball, and these organizations are doing it right. And then we can we can keep adding in and going from there. All
0: right, let's take a quick timeout because it's NBA playoff time, and I want to tell you about our partner over at Prize Picks. All right, road trippers, have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Our entire crew loves it, and we know you will too. PrizePix has the best NBA prop game across the market. They offer more NBA props than any other DFS operator, and they offer every player in stat category you can think of. Once again in the game now, there's no better time with the NBA playoffs now underway. All new users that make their first deposit and use the promo code ROADTRIPPIN will receive an instant 100% deposit match up to $100. All you have to do is pick two to five players and select an over-under on their daily projections. And you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. PrizePix even allows mixed sport entries. Use the award-winning PrizePix app either on the App Store or Google Play today. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Make this year's NBA playoffs a little more exciting and enjoy a special bonus offer on us. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code roadtrippin or go to your app store and download the app today. Remember, Road Trippers, Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, hold on, guys, because I know Channing wants to share something here.
1: Guys, you know, let's, let's talk about this. There are all types of reasons that guys just aren't able to perform, whether that's age or a medical condition, whether that's you're old or you're young and anxiety with everything going on. But let me tell you this. I know that some of my friends use this, and BlueChew.com is an online prescription service that is able to help you when that time is needed uh, to have fun in the sexy time. Hey, uh, you know, the Chew resembles uh, Viagra and Cialis, but in the chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. You deserve to be able to have the best time when you need to without worrying about any of the other stuff. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try BlueChew.com. Free when you use our promo code Road Tripping at checkout. Just pay five dollars shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code Road Tripping to receive your first month's free. So you have played for some ridiculously amazing Hall of Fame coaches. Uh and I always remember you, your screens. <laughs> that was were payback the worst. for all the, the screens <laughs> that I took. Your tripped. screens were the worst. <laughs> oh my God. Right, right in yeah. that part, right in my right in my nubs right there. But like, which coach do you think had the biggest influence on you now? Um, and obviously the easiest answer would probably be Phil Jackson, but like, which coach do you think now you look back like, damn, I didn't know that that was going to be more of yeah, my style than um, I like to play
2: like. I, it kind of like, like a coaches when I was younger, right. That like, like I had a coach in like junior high school that really started to like yeah. put that battery in my back. Right. Cause I, You know, I wasn't always like, oh, man, I'm going to be this, right? Like, (laughs) I was very rarely the best player on my team. I wasn't top 100. I wasn't none of that. So having a coach that started to see things in me, you know, at a young age to say, nah, like, you can do this if you really, you know, want to get after it. So, like, that was, you know, one of my junior high school coaches. In the NBA, like, I think feel beyond, like, playing offense in a way that allowed for like hall of famers to, to eat as well as like enough room for other guys to eat. It was really him kind of bringing to us a level of ownership and accountability, right. As a player. Cause we, we, if you, if you come up in 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 the wrong situation or, or, you know, you get comfortable placing blame elsewhere, right. It's, it's coach didn't let me do this referees oh man, if they would have just let me rock, I could have, you know, I could have been, he just kind of wiped all of that out for us, right? Like we had we had flamed out in the playoffs the, the three years prior to his arrival. And in our minds, right, it was all these other reasons why it, it, it didn't work out. So when Phil got hired, it was kind of like, all right, so he just won six championships in Chicago, and so therefore, <laughs> therefore, we, the, all the excuses were gone. You know
3: what I mean? Shut up. Like, yeah. Shut the yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. Could, shut up. Yeah, it was
2: nothing shut you up, say. Listen. So now my dog is trying to get an interview. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, That's so weird. I think Phil uh, really kind of helped thanks. me transition from chilling. even thinking that I could put any type of blame elsewhere. Like if I wasn't performing well, that was on me not Shaq fault, not Kobe should have passed more, not somebody should have set a better screen. That's on me. And that, to me, changed the direction of my career.
1: Mm. Yeah. Oh. Well, I not to say that that's weird that you say that and then the Lakers have their situation <laughs> where it seems like the blame has gone everywhere. Right now, everyone for this team, and obviously, you know, has hey, hey, has hey! Said, Rob oh, well, said it.
3: Rob what, said it what, yesterday. We're not gonna start playing the pointing fingers game and blame game.
1: They don't need to start. They've been doing it all season. <laughs> That's what, what I said. Like, wait, start! Dead. You're in the middle it's, of an the interview. Non-profit.
3: Doing Rob the blame game.
0: That, but he also did take full responsibility and accountability
1: for everything that happened this season.
3: Is that what you no, I, wait? I is t- know go know go from, ahead, Channing
1: deficient perspective that's what i just want to know as a coach he's been a coach he's been a player now a GM. what is his perspective yeah and so now a G- yeah gm also so he is the foremost expert i wish i was an expert like what is his I, opinion I on this
2: put that in a bottle and and, and and i wouldn't have to work so hard i could just sell my expertise out the bottle um yeah no i, I mean you know at what as you guys know, like, man, that, you know, so many stories and things get written and reported and said without, you know, if somebody was actually in your locker room or around your team, they would laugh at what gets reported compared to what actually happened. So, so I, I want to start there. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, second, like, it in a team situation, man, everybody has to take responsibility. And I, players have to take responsibility for, I could have been better coming into this season. I could have been in better shape. I could have worked on a particular part of my game more. I could have thought about our roster once it was constructed and figured out, okay, maybe this is how I used to play. But in order for me to help this team, I'm going to need to be a little bit better at catch and shoot, or I'm going to need to be a little better at this particular skill because this team is different than the teams that I've been on before. Um, coaches, like we literally stress ourselves out because we always take the blame, I, like fans and media and people <laughs> that write it and say it like he, he or she already did that. <laughs> right. Like they, they've already lost a lot of sleep and, and stressed right. themselves out about how you could have better prepared the team. Right. You know, you, you didn't put the team in position to be successful as much as you could have. So there's no question that that Frank Vogel and the staff are, are having no those thoughts. But management also, right? Like now in this position as a GM, like it's my job to think about roster construction. And if my star players or my most capable players are Liz Cambage and Neka Agumake, how do we build a team around what we feel like could be the best front court in basketball? How do we put players around those two that are really going to allow them to be as elite as they can be, which that's what you need, right? Like the championship teams have MVP candidates or uh, you know and so LeBron and AD are those type of guys where they could be MVP candidates but how do you surround them and put a team together you know that can still win at a high level so I, my assumption is that everybody's taking responsibility and the unfortunate part for them is that they're on the biggest brightest stage you know, almost in in sports. So so, you know what I mean. So all of the oh, like, yeah.
3: no, it is not. It ain't for everybody. Player,
2: coach, it, it is not for everybody. Oh no, that, that's
3: like It, no, it, it, it is not. There's not for every like playing in yeah. the NBA. A lot of people can, and a lot of people can play. A lot of people can coach, but like high level shit like that. High level, elite, elite, and like. I was a witness to it. I was never the Kobe or Shaq. I was never the LeBron. Like I, I, that goes without saying. But it's like I felt like. So oh, but I'm saying like. But I felt like in my, in my career being playing in four finals. You know, Channing, you you played in like half one and a half. Um, you didn't win. I want yeah, your memory
1: from two thousand two. So your boy yeah. came. You my my
3: point alive. that I'm saying to de-fish, <laughs> bless, bless the point the that baby. I was trying to defish is that I think that our perspective is different. Our perspective of a champion is, okay, those are our horses, LeBron and AD, Kobe and Shaq. You know, it was LeBron and Kyrie and Kevin Love. Those are our horses. Yes. How do I fill in mm-hmm. the gaps to make us unbeatable? How do I fill in the gaps, whether it's defensively, whether it's rebounding, is it steals, is it communication? Like, that's the responsibility yep. of the Channing, of the Derek Fishers, of the me, of the Rick Foxes. Like, and the Mac truck. You know, you you weren't a great player, <laughs> you know, yourself. What? Oh, nah, you yeah. No, she, she got buckets, though. She knows the, deal. the
1: Mac, uh, But I, I, I... Hey, if you need a good oh, oh did Mac she? Oh, we, we, or...
3: she, we are her her number one hype machine. Let somebody say, like, about, oh, why is it that there's females? And you're like, wait, what? Like, no, 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 that's Mac truck. That's, like, <laughs> like. If you didn't play Division 1 college basketball, you're not allowed to talk. Right? <laughs> but what do you think the difference is for a, a championship level um let's say role player? Cuz either it, they they make it seem like it's a star and a role player. It, it there's more levels to it, but like a, as a person that won 5 championships and I believe you were the, a starter on First all one of those I came on, bench. on like, well, you were a starting you were a starting point guard on uh, Ron Harper
2: was was the starter that okay. first year, yep.
0: Back to you in a second, but first we want to tell you about our friends at NerdWallet. Hey everyone, Allie Clifton here from the Road Trippin' Podcast. You still dreaming about a home with a driveway hoop? Well, what if we told you NerdWallet can help you take the first steps to make those dreams a reality? NerdWallet's team of nerds research hundreds of the top credit cards, mortgages, and more, so you can easily compare and find what is right for you. And since you're getting a front yard hoop, let's make the backyard perfect for barbecues and NBA watch parties. NerdWallet can help you find a low mortgage rate so you can find the right place with lots of space in both yards ready to compare your way there take the first step by discovering the smartest credit cards mortgages and more today at nerdwallet.com that's nmls 1617539
3: yeah yeah so so you know what do you think the difference is of being a champion man i think it's changed a
2: lot since you know since we were doing our thing it's it's always been difficult but now like role players don't get to hide as much. Like we could kind of sometimes, like Kobe and Shaq took a lot of heat when at times like the rest of us were sucked and they they, they were doing plenty, right? Or, you know, Paul Gasol yeah. and Lamar, you know, their talent, um, you know, if we came up short, a lot of times it was things that, you know, I was getting older, not as quick or fast and being able to do certain things or other guys where we could have gotten better. But the star players usually are going to be stars. Um, I think the difference now is that, you know, I think guys coming into the league, like we they're, they're taught the game a different way. Um, you know, the the game has definitely become more individualized. Right. Like so. So prior to getting to the league, if a guy's 22 to 26 now, you know, he came through a time in basketball where it transitioned from, you know, team, team, team. Right. And, and to more, you know, individual workouts, individual training, things that were is really focused on his game and, you know, him, Euro stepping and splitting through three people, high pickup, low pickup, when in reality, he should be passing the ball to the corner (laughs) because if you're, if you're trying to to Euro step and high pickup (laughs) between three people, that means somebody's open and, you know, and so, but when we, we were taught the game Mm -hmm. as a role player, you just, you didn't. We didn't take those risks. We weren't taught to take that much risk as a role player. We we stayed in our lane. We did our thing, and and we kept it moving. And and so that the, and the stage is bigger for all the role players now. Like you could be a role player in in Utah, Milwaukee, Orlando, Toronto, and and there's still a twenty four seven news cycle that's analyzing you're the weak link. <laughs> You're why the Raptors, you know what I mean? Every you're day why day. the Raptors came yeah. up short. <laughs> you're why the Bucks didn't advance. Yeah. Like Giannis was good. Chris Middleton was good. You know, Drew Holiday was good, but they needed this guy to, to play better. And we didn't necessarily get that much analysis in our role when we came up. So that puts, it's hard to like take on that. Like you suck, you know, fish can't do this. RJ, you're not this. Channing that. When in reality, you know, if you saw that same guy at the gym, you would roast him 40 to two, right? But, but, <laughs> you know, but I'm just saying like, so we, yeah. but I think we had enough grit, right? To be able to handle sometimes those question marks about us. And we knew that as long as our team won the championship, that was going to be the last laugh. And, and, you know, guys are a little different now. Like it's harder to take that mm-hmm. criticism because now I got, now I'm on social media too. I'm gonna respond back to that criticism, and we, you know, we we oh. we didn't have that. We didn't yes, have social media to try to respond. Shit. Our response was, I'm gonna go out here and play better than I played last night, and and so that I think those are some of the differences.
3: hmm
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: let's talk. Obviously, we're into the playoffs, and, and I think that. Um, yeah. obviously you're going to be very busy with, with sparks and stuff, but you still have a very good pulse and understanding of what's going on with the NBA. And so by time this okay. airs, the play in tournament should yep. be behind us. So let's like think bigger picture, I guess, with the playoffs um, in mind. Is there any one particular matchup for all three of you that you guys are looking at? You're excited to watch. Um, I did just come across, I didn't realize that the number one seed in the East has not reached the NBA finals since 2017. Obviously Miami is there. There was a report that in came out. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You may it
1: have been. A, were we the number one seed in seventeen? 16, 17. Yeah, we were beating a no. Out we people.
3: weren't the number one. When did Toronto? No, because Toronto, Toronto knocked us out. So is it that the year? To-